Dylan! You son of a bitch. see my dodgy eye only just you actually the rim of your glasses is kind of covering it a bit but yeah oh, it does look like you've had a fight jeepers that's what the guy came who i saw today he said yeah. ah punch punch i was like yeah domestic abuse in it <laughs> so, <laughs> get the lads so uh, so that's a laugh but I, i've got lots of drops i can sort of force myself to have to overcome my blinky blinky shittiness about putting eye drops in i'm not very good at that i always drop it it's a real drinking problem Robbie. and it's like <laughs> straight in my ear <laughs> it's like out the window immediately it's never ever good it's never where it's meant to be it's nowhere near my eye always up my nose or something <laughs> so yeah. what, um, what, what happened like what is it is it <laughs> uh, it's a boy um i think <laughs> i think it's connected to hay fever i'm getting hay fever for the first time in absolutely ages uh years and years and years and years and it's because of the tall grass which is right outside which is growing and it's rain it was very very hot and then it was mega muggy you know massive rain so the grass is absolutely loving it but that's triggered it so but you know i live with this massive shagger of a dog face so it's like probably i'm getting bits of all sorts of shit i'm like oh good, good. he's got this massive mane you could lose towns in so god knows what he's got in there he's crashing through the undergrowth what he brings back with him like the event horizon so you know it's a miracle it's only my eye which i'm in danger of losing so <laughs> we'll see what happens but i've got drops i've got drops um, and we sort of did it immediately. We saw a nice online man, um, like a real Dr. Nick. And he was like, hi, everybody. And I'm like, give us some shit for my eye in it. And then it had, and it was only just at the very beginning that it was showing all the signs. So we got a prescription that very day. So that's good. Because I woke that's up on good. Sunday morning and it was like, you know, ding, ding. A friendly <laughs> with Apollo. Not a good idea. <laughs> That painting was rubbish. So, yeah. I can see Marty so giving you a big, tearful, Adrian-esque speech here, Sheppy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm getting over it, but it's, yeah, it's not my favourite. But anyway, that's that's the main thing. The main thing now is just it's itching, but that's because it's healing, or I, I hope. Uh, so we'll see what happens in the morning. Uh, life with you okay, Jimmy? All good, Sheppy. All good. On a very practical level, I realised listening back to the last step and then the one before as well, we haven't been explaining who we are. Like, if you're right. a first-time listener, you know, which is fine. I think it's fine because we've got, you know, we've got enough telling people what we're about, even in the bloody podcast notes, it says the pitch is it's, this. You it's know, a but, good thing to mention, so let's... Yeah. But let's I don't know if we'll need to do, do that. that today or not. But if we could get to all that in a minute. I just was just a thought, but, you know, but, but yeah. No, know, let's, let's try and do that. Yeah, because yeah. as Stan Lee always said, everyone's for comic is their first, someone's first is something, yeah. you know. So that's fair. So we should mention that. 
<laughs> but but more, I mean, so Sheppy, you you're not thinking of it. Have you, are you on Stranger Things four yet as well? Not yet. Not yet. We just watched it's the first step last night. It's it it it's really. Oh, I'm not going to say anything about it. I'll just say that it's interesting that they really then take a step back and are really going to. You can feel it. They're going to take their time to tell the story. Right. But, it, but it's, I found it utterly engrossing. And, and good which is nice oh, nice so, yeah. nice yeah, oh, at this well, stage good. it's interesting that someone could do that and still hold you you know okay. which is good i guess if it's like well it's season four i suppose people are going to be you know people are going to put up with it if they've been <laughs> watching it they're not going to give this isn't going to be the episode that will stop them and so <laughs> yeah yeah fair well no i'm, I'm well up for it um, i'm up to date on better Call soul i've started oh, to watch well, yes. let's not say anything about that right now because we'll have to snip it out and all that sort of thing. But wow, I'm re-watching Breaking Bad, so I'm I'm I've just done episode three of season one, and it's fascinating re-watching Breaking Bad ten years, I guess, since I watched it, maybe maybe eight nine years since I watched it the first time, and then you know what it becomes, knowing where it goes, and so seeing early Ned Flanders, Walter White, is really nice. And all the little things that are being set into motion, uh, which you know, which which is great. So I'm enjoying that. And the idea being that I'm trying, to, I'm going to line it up. So in season two, in episode eight, when um, Sol Goodman is introduced, I'm going to time that for the final episode, just oh, mainly nice. so I, it's so I don't have jonesing after it finishes, you know. And so to go straight into Sol Goodman and sort of have it line up, I hope will be satisfying. So that's that's such plan. a brilliant idea to because we thought about it. Then you were right; like season two, episode eight is the way to go. Because technically, what's happening right now may mm. be aligned with Walter. Yeah. Well, it's not quite, is it? Because he's probably a it, wee bit advanced of whatever happens in the the past of Soul. In it Breaking depends Back. how much time happens between the yeah. last episode of Soul and his first episode of Bad for him. It might be the same. So it might just blend immediately into it, or it might be like a year later. You know? Yeah. But I assume they're going to, knowing Gilligan, our mate Gillers, he's going to do it. He's going to cut it to the quick. Um, yeah. So I think he's going to do it pretty seamlessly. I think he will. And I'd love to. Uh, I, I hope we get some gratifying gene time here, Sheppy, as well. I think. I think we need that as well. I don't want it to just be a little two-minute coder at the end or something, you know, like yeah, you know, where where he's back at where he was discovered at the end of season the last season, and he's just well, like, no, I'm it. not really. And then it's like, oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm fascinated where it goes with the few, you know, the most possible up to date black and white thus far, working in Cinnabon, yeah. where that's going, um, yeah. Very interesting stuff. I like it. I like it very much. So, Chef, if everything doing, else, yeah, should let's we just do, do a welcome. All right, all right, okay. Well, welcome to Shoulders of Giants. I'm Jimmy. Hello, I'm Sheppy. Jimmy, I've been meaning to ask you. So, why won't you tell me what is Shoulders of Giants? What's all that about? I'm, I'm so just so glad you asked, Sheppy. <laughs> In it, <laughs> with a it's been podcast. weighing on my mind.
weighing on your mind after 30, nay 40 all up episodes. Um, well, Sheppy, with a what if podcast for uh, movies, sequels, prequels, TV spin-offs, anything your heart desires, all in celebration of IP that we know and love dearly. <laughs> and sometimes even if we sometimes sometimes we take the IP, but it's um it's all with love, more or less. Mainly more, much, much mainly more. Um, yeah. So yes, yeah. we are, uh, and it's all in good fun, and all I like good it. fun. And in the spirit of good fun, Sheppy, today I feel vulnerable. Today I don't, <laughs> I don't even know what we're doing today. I'm totally in well, your hands. I let me tell you this. Now, this, this, what I wanted to do today. This is like a special bubble episode. It could have been a full episode easily. But if that were the case, then the structure would, by necessity, be the first half of the pod would be us doing what we're about to do, and then the second half would be us doing our pitches. Now, there's two, there's a reason why I didn't want to go that way. Firstly, that's, you know, what I have in mind. It's not the fucking Incredible Hulk. I don't know if it deserves that sort of mega treatment. It's pretty deluxe. What it all boils down to, Jimmy, is I watched a series of films recently, some for the first time and some not for the first time. I, and me and Marta did it all, all the way through, and I just really wanted to talk about it. So that's really what prompted this. Um, and I'm going to ask you, I've got a list of the films, and I know you've seen one. I think you've seen two, but I highly suspect you haven't seen any of the others. But I'm going to make sure you're a participant in this anyway. But I, And so, you know, I think there's enough to be said here, just in the ethos of the what-if scenario, which is what we are, of course, is just like to focus on this, because this also could have just been like the first random 10 minutes of a totally unrelated podcast. This could be the first 10 minutes of Jeremy Maguire, for example. But uh, I say, let's just give it its own little bubble um, and see where it takes us. Nice. Uh, so that's that. I'm scared. Now, the series. Not least because I'm not be. prepared, but. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping it's not like Pirates of the Caribbean or something horrifying. No. Or like, okay, no. good, good. Hey, man, look who you're talking to. Everything's <laughs> going to be fun. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Um, so I'm going to tell you, you're going to be like, oh, okay. You know, literally, it's actually going to be anticlimactic for you. You're going to be like, I wish it was something a bit shitty. Um, the series of films that I've been watching recently um, are, is Predator. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I watched, and interestingly, I didn't do it Arnie first. So Marshall and I actually watched the Arnie Predator like a couple of years ago. We haven't come back to it, but probably will. But it strikes me as interesting that the Predator films are more than you think, and they keep making them, but everyone always seems to be a little bit disappointed when the one comes out. And they always come out, there's a real pattern, and it's an exact parallel with the Terminator franchise. And of course, with your Arnie you know, connection as well, naturally. But it's all about, here's another one. This is it. This is the one. Fasten your seatbelts. We're going to take it to the max and beyond. You've asked what? you got it. It's, you know, Terminator 8 or Predator 17. And then everyone's like, everyone's up for it. And everyone's like, all right. And then everyone's like, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. And then, like, a few years later, you didn't like the last one. Leave it away. Fuck it. This is the one. Hang on. Let's do it. Rev it, rev it. Um, <laughs> find the talk. And then it happened again. Now, I think most recently... We're, perfect, by we're, the way. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. 
with Terminator Dark Fate, which was the most recent, I believe, and Cameron was involved for the first time since Terminator 2, and Arnie and Linda Hamilton was involved for the first time since Terminator 2. So it was a real, like, this is the fucking one! I know we've been here before, but you can count on my chickens, fuck you. And then everyone was like, okay, all right, for the fifth time, sixth time, let's do it, okay. And then it was just like, fuck, I just, I mean, yes, good, good, nice, but uh, was it actually better than elements of Terminator 3? Probably, I don't know. I'm just saying, give Terminator 3 a chance. So I think people have finally had their limit to Terminator. I think that was it. When Cameron came well, back. The only way they could go, Sheppy, is if Cameron comes back as a director. That's the only right. card they've got to play still. <laughs> it's it? true. It's true. It's true. Yeah, you're so right. Um, well, he directed the pilot of Dark Angel, and that wasn't very good. And I always had time for Dark Angel, but it wasn't really good. So don't even count the chickens on that score. But no, obviously Cameron is a great director, especially acting director. So fair fucks. But yeah, otherwise they, have, they are fucked. Because Gen Y, sis, such a good premise. Go, doing Back to the Future style, going into yourself, and then like having an adventure within that. But, you know, have some consistency with Carl Reese, for God's sake. Khaleesi, fair fucks to Arnie, but the film was shit, really, really shit. So anyway, that's the Terminator podcast. I bring <laughs> it up, and it, it's good to mention it just in relation to yeah. this. Do you agree with that, with the Terminators? I absolutely do, you... do Sheppy. I love it. I've not even thought about it in terms of, I'll just say this is a quick analogy, it's exactly the same as being a Tottenham Hotspur fan. Every season you think, oh, <laughs> maybe, maybe this time. Like, right. you know, we were rubbish for it <laughs> the last season. And yet, it just takes one transfer window, one little, like, snip or a little, oh, you know what, actually? And then you little, get your little tingles going and then it's like, yeah. yeah. But it's You're actually- at the bar. You're like, no, I'm not turning around. I know there's a TV there. I'm not turning around. And slowly <laughs> you're just like, oh, I'm a little bit there. And then by the end, you're like, yeah, standing on the table. So, <laughs> of course, a football analogy is, is perfect. And obviously, <laughs> I, it didn't occur to me at all. I mean, England in World Cup, I guess. Oh, yeah, it's the same thing. Kind of Always the, same. the big T's. Okay. You can hear the bubble bursting from Saturn. So, yeah. <laughs> And you're yeah. also correct on the Predator, just to zag back in for you to this too, because I have only seen the first two, I believe. Right. And by the way, criminally, I don't think I've seen either of them in the last 20 years. So right. I, I think, um, yeah, I, but I have only seen the first two, and then I haven't got in for your Alien versus Predators and all that sort of stuff. And yeah. And weirdly, yeah, well, exactly. Alien is different, isn't it? Like it hasn't gone in for the diminishing returns, still has disappointment hovering around it for the Prometheus stuff, but... I don't think it's ever sort of gone with the, we're going to get it right this time. It sort of just yeah. kept ploughing its own field a bit, even if it's yes. been diminishing returns, yeah. Especially yeah. in terms of Prometheus and Covenant and where, and now Ridley's in it, back in it, and he's steering it in a whole other direction. And it's like, all right, that's it's gone off in its own mirror universe. That is how I see it. I do not see what Ridley Scott is telling us in these more recent films. I don't see that as the literal genesis of the creature we see in Alien. But Ridley Scott can do what he likes. Anyone can do what they like. Everyone is their own shoulders of giants. Hazard, hurrah, yah. Then I will say, um, because they are Ridley Scott, the last two, they are naturally good, even when they're bad. 
because he's Ridley Scott. So, you know, he Ridley Scott makes a lot of films that for me, I, I you know, of course I could watch them forever, but you know, they are like, oh dear. Um, and the alien ones I, you know, hurt more because I really like it, the alien concept. But it is Ridley and God Covenant I actually quite like on its own terms, just because it's so fucking horrible. So so I like that. Um I don't know. What do you think? Do you like the more recent Ridley Scott yeah, I, I, films? Well, he, it's an interesting point too, and and I don't want to, not to go back into Terminators as well. But each one of the Terminators, every time I've left the cinema, I've not been. I'm, I'm not a super super fanboy of these franchises. I love them. I love Terminator Two as my favorite sequel. So website, that, the old, uh, yeah, check. the website don't um, lie. <laughs> but I think. Uh, it's always one of those ones where in the cinema in the moment I'm like ah uh, yeah pretty good like you know and I remember after Covenant thinking yeah like you know that's dark what an ending you know and then uh, <laughs> and then like you know I don't then I'm I, you know a year later I've not remembered a scene from the Machete yeah. so that's got to tell you something isn't it you know and I just, well yes I'll say I saw Covenant at the cinema in China. Um, and a lot of films were heavily edited for violence. Um, like when I saw The Wolverine, the uh, Logan, um, it was heavily edited, like 14 minutes apparently cut out. Obviously, I've seen it a number of times since then, and I couldn't even tell you which 14 minutes, but I heard the number 14, but certainly moments of violence. So I saw Alien Covenant, so of course it was just like, I know, it's actually very seamless edits. It wasn't clunky, it was an ITV Diet Coke movie going it, but it was like, oh, come on now. You know, obviously there was more there. So I was actually looking forward to seeing it again and I did see it again and it was satisfying. So uh, yeah, and it is Ridley after all. So I like it and I've got time for Prometheus, but ultimately it is like, yeah. And look, I've taken us on that zag to Alien Sheppy, but, but tell me, what, what are we going to do with Predator? We're going to work through these movies and well, what's happening. We're going to work through them, but I'm glad of these tangents because, you know, I don't want to spend the whole time just me telling my opinion about films you haven't seen. So, you know, it's a bubble, so it could be a nice little, you know, we'll see. But there's nothing to be feared with the tangent. And Alien, of course, is connected with Predator, not just because of the films, but they've, they've always been connected separately, if that makes sense. And comics and computer games in the early 90s, you know, because they were both Fox properties and stuff. So, and Shigori Weaver publicly said, like, if the, you know, it was after Alien Resurrection, she was like, hey, Shigurani Weaver, you know, a little scoop. Hey, what a scoop, press cut, you know, in his hat. Um, and he goes over like, hey, Shigurani Weaver, what do you think about an alien meaning predator in a movie and hashing it out? And she goes, ugh, what a horrible idea. She fucks off. And he's like, what a scoop. Um, so, and then they did it. And she was like, oh, bleh. Um, so, yeah, no, it's, it's interesting. In terms of the alien franchise, since we're just on this, it's similar to, and obviously there's the Cameron connection, but it's also similar to the Terminator franchise because in terms of Alien, the first one is five out of five, amazing. Second one, many people could say it's a, you know, a, a lot of people, I'm sure it's their favorite sequel, let's put it that way. Um, fair play to Aliens. I mean, it's a, of a caliber equal to Alien. I'm team Alien, but I do really, of course, love Aliens. Alien 3, totally going off on one, not what you expect, the anti-crowd pleaser. Everyone would want Aliens 2, um, and it's more like Alien 2, uh, and it's dark and fucked. And I love it for being dark and fucked, and it's Finch. So, fair play. Dave Finch, bloody good rep. 
so so that's all right um it, and then of course it was alien resurrection it was for a second it's a real diner uh, uh, no time to die whatever it's for a second it was danny boyle and then he said actually i'm going to go and make the beach instead no i'm going to go and make a lifeless ordinary instead so he did um and then it was what's his face who did delicatessen whose name i forget um and that's and he did alien resurrection which having seen that recently that started the whole ball rolling so this is an amazing natural tangent me and marta had alien resurrection so i got the quadrilogy set and just naturally it's kind of like let's just watch it as like a random monster movie one day we've had it for ages we've seen the other trilogy yeah, the original trilogy years ago at this point it's one of them so we just randomly did it really enjoyed it it was also randomly the director's cut so it was really weird very specific you, you know, it's like the four films are so much made by a very specific voice. It's very happy. It's like Mission Impossible originally was, where the first three are very distinctive. So that's lovely. And it, and in my opinion, Alien Resurrection isn't as high. It's not in the same league as the other three, and certainly the original two. But it's interesting. It certainly is what it is. Have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen Resurrection. I remember really enjoying that one, Sheppy. I enjoyed nice. uh, Sigourney's basketball skills from memory. Yes. Yes, doesn't she yes. throw over the, her shoulder? Like... Yeah, and it's genuine. It's not CGI oh um, or anything. It, was, it wasn't faked, because Ron Pullman breaks character and almost ruins the scene by being like, oh, my God, and it goes, and cuts. <laughs> <laughs> because I've got the quadrilogy box sets so I've seen. It's like the Lord of the Rings set. It's got hundreds of hours, and I've seen it all. So I know a lot about Alien Resurrection. <laughs> and so, yeah, fair play to Shigurni, she, she did the shot. Um, so that's nice. Yeah, it is good. I mean, it's not good, good, but it's good. Um, so that's nice. But you haven't seen the Alien Predator. No, films. nothing beyond that, yeah. No. Well, so this is what I'm saying. So Natural Tangent then, Alien Resurrection, saw that, and then we really enjoyed that. And it was a bit shitty, but in a fun, shitty way. Like, ooh. I've never seen the Paul W.S. Anderson Alien Predator film. I'll see if I can get my hands on it. Down the local library, Bob's your uncle. So back with it, watch it. Um, and that started this ball rolling. We did all of the Predator films. So very satisfying. Nice. So is Alien versus Predator any good, Sheppy, in your view? Is there any redeeming Well, maybe, maybe we should therefore just go back and sort of go through these Predator films, including the Alien Predator films. And, we'll, and all shall be discovered, as Hercule <laughs> Predator would want to say. Oh, that's um, amazing, because so, I meant to tell you at the top, total zag. We watched Death on the Nile at the weekend. And we that, we the saw way. it at the weekend as well. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> so that's a laugh. Oh, how fun. So first of all, Death on the Nile, hi. Welcome to Children's Giants Death on the Nile podcast. Jimmy... Uh, are you fa a fan of the original 78 Houston? I have to say, I don't, I must have seen it as a kid. I don't remember it. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. But I... For me, it was obviously Star Wars, throwing like Fury's Only or something, Clash of the Titans, Greece, and, and this very film. Which is so? You know, that, how did, that, what so, did you think then, Sheppy? It was part of your childhood. Well, I've, I, so I've seen the so I love I love the original, but I've seen also the David Suchet version, which was different, and it's never as good because it is such a special film and it's open to interpretation, of course. Blah blah blah. 
So I was open to the Brana and I like Brana and I like his style. I always have, even though he doesn't have any lips, if you look, he never has. But in either way, I was up for it. Just like, it's going to be a totally different take on it, but it's going to be stylish and I just watch it. But, you know, obviously I hadn't watched it. You know, I, I didn't rush off to see it, you know, at the cinema or anything. Um, what did you think? I'll say this, I didn't like it, but uh, I enjoyed not liking it. Nice. Okay. I, I really, the conditions were perfect for me, Sheppy. I really yes. enjoyed it. I enjoyed Brenner's performance as Poirot. Yes. I think, uh, I think he really delivers in a couple of spots there with, with a fair bit of punch when he's a bit pissed and he's talking about his wife, yeah. and, you know, it's really sweet yeah. and well done. And uh, so I enjoyed that. I didn't remember who done it, which helps probably Ooh. as well. So if that's not in your fibers, then you know, I, I actually was on the journey with Pyro as well. So I really don't know the uh, the original um, one very well, to be honest. So I'd say it was great. It was actually a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, then just, you just got to uh, not Google Army Hammer afterwards. Because Jesus, Sheppy, uh, have you heard about what uh, happened with him? Uh, <laughs> let's not let's, go let's, <laughs> if this were a TV show, you know, it would just be a picture of you coming out of the forehead on the screen. <laughs> it's like technical issues. We'll be right back. Yeah. And you come back and you, you're a bit beaten up when the picture comes back and you, your shirt's a bit oh, you know, dishevelled <laughs> and you're like a bit scared behind the eye. Like, so let's talk about this film then. But yeah, yeah it's, like, it's a bit awkward. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god, amazing. <laughs> yeah, so, so that would be a totally different experience. If you've got it in your veins and if you know who yes. done it, then it's a different experience. Totally, Sheppy. I, I I don't and I didn't and I was happy. It's a good old Ken, and I hope he does another one. Yeah, I hope he does another one. Um yeah, because the evil under the sun, what uh, from reviews reviews stuff I like as well. So I'll be interested in that. Obviously, there are like what 25 Pyro novels, I think. So yeah, he, I think I heard a rumour that he was interested in doing like a, a, a less well-known one, which is fucking great. Yes, bring it on. Suchet did them all, which is great. I love the fact that he just spent like over 20 years just doing doing them all. That's great. That's hardcore. Branagh wants to establish a Christie-verse and have like Miss Marple films and then have crossovers when they Thanos. <laughs> So I'm well up for that. Jesus. I like what they did with the Poirot character. I like Brenner's performance. I like how it was directed. I like the little changes, which of course wouldn't mean anything if you don't know the original. But like, you know, the person being shot. In the original, spoiler, it's Angela Lansbury. But, you know, like a tomato thrown at her head. Like I saw that it was. Uh, so that's good stuff. Amazing. Where it's his. So, but it was, so it was a different person. Nice to see. French and Saunders was a bit, you know, you had Arnie and you had Gal Gadot. Other than that, you know, it's like star-studied shit, a bit BBC County. I mean, I love French and Saunders. Oh, look, there's Russell Brand and oh, yeah, yeah, I see Rose Leslie. But it's like, okay, you know, where's <laughs> your Niven? Well, I mean, Niven's dead, but, you know, bring him back. Everyone yeah, agreed. It, I, I want more people to jump on that wagon because the first one had bloody loads, didn't it? Like Depp yeah. and bloody Skywalker and all the rest yes. of it. Yes, <laughs> don't call her Skywalker. No, You're going to make no, people angry. <laughs> um. <laughs> Can I have one final question before we get back yes. to Predator? Yes. Who would you have play Miss Marple? Do you have a view on that and this Christie? Uh, there was this really hysterical thing. Do you remember that thing that Will Brighton and Steve Coogan did? 
and Steve Coogan was playing this, um, like, um, it was Sherlock Holmes in Miami. It was like sort of this cop show, but he was Sherlock Holmes was present day and Watson was this like fast talking black dude. Um, and it was really, really bad. This was like a show within this thing. They were going to do a Miss Marple with Jennifer Garner, who as I assume was like an ass kicking super sleuth. <laughs> I'm Miss Marple, bitch. <laughs> this holiday season. Let's get sexy sleuthing. Um, so I don't think that's happening anymore, but that's something that was legit on the cards. Like, I, you know, it's like, it's like Zorro, but with robots, which is something else <laughs> I've heard. Um, so uh, who I would like to see? Oh, I don't know. I mean, the age has to be right. You don't want them yeah. to be so old. You want them if to it be wouldn't like be awkward, others. Thompson would be good, right? She'd, she'd be able yes. to nail it, but that would be orcs. So that's a yeah, shame. But, um, that is a shame. Alternative yeah, universe, still together. Yeah. Mm, I have to think um, about that. Well, yeah, no, let's, yeah, write in readers, you know, uh, <laughs> post, post box, um, 58. I love it. So back to Predator. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, wonderful stuff. So you haven't seen the original Predator, you said, for like, what, 20 years? 20 years, yeah. But I mean, it's pretty much in the bones, you know. Yeah. There's little I don't We remember. saw that together, right, uh, for the first time. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. Incredibly. We were aware that someone who may or may not have been Carl Weathers gets his arm blown off whilst he's firing a machine gun and yeah. the arm flies while still shooting a machine gun. That had been passed through, you know, whispers on the wind and we were like, ooh. Um, and I think we had a, yeah, like we, we saw it and we kept waiting for the arm thing. And there was something to do with the arm that we kept talking about, but I do remember watching it, but I don't remember in as much detail. I remember finding it terrifying as a kid. I remember finding yeah. it Jaws level of like, right. And then every time I was in the woods or you and I would go for a walk or something with our cap guns and like play fire. <laughs> or but, you know, basically I remember like, you know, like being truly scared by Predator. I remember finding it really scary and a bit disturbing yeah. how violent it was in a way that Robocop was disturbing as well. You know, like yeah. this was that to it for me yeah, yeah. whether i confess uh, that at the time i don't know <laughs> no <laughs> i know it's little fair brain at the time i was definitely <laughs> probably more scared than to let on to little sheppy as well <laughs> little knee knocker no 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 i as it's been established i i was a wimp so so that's fair enough i'm sure we were both cowering together behind poli so who was a cat uh, <laughs> a very big so cat it's like, by the sound of it. <laughs> big cat big tail huge nonetheless in this case, uh, Predator, how, so you, like you say, it's sort of infused. I will say, I showed someone Predator once, and we had already seen Commando, I think, something like that, probably Commando. And I showed, and, um, but I did something. I said, if you'll permit me, I'm going to just change your viewing experience a tiny bit. She didn't know anything about Predator. And, I, and some, you might call this reprehensible, but I, I wound the tape forward. Um, about 10 seconds so you don't see the, the ship wow. flying into to earth so it starts and the helicopter's coming in and it's da -da 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 and all of that so I said okay so okay watch I had it paused and already and I click so we watched it like so for the first 20 minutes it's like it could easily be a sequel to Commando it's him as a commando leading his team and it's an army film they get into the village 
and there's a big firefight and it is just like pure on it's oh well, I wonder where it's gonna go now and then it's like a dust till dawn style twist where it's like fucking hell there's an alien and it's a fucking badass and all now it's kind of like a horror thing and the, the most dangerous game and oh that's amazing so I think the twist justifies in this case me cutting out the first did they they loved it, did they, on that basis? Yeah. They weren't like, what? <laughs> oh, well, you're, I'll say this, actually. She was like, oh, it's not an alien. <laughs> so that was the first thing. Then she realised it was an alien, and she better get on board. She was like, all right, yay. So, but I think <laughs> her initial reaction was one of, like, sort of like, oh, what? So, yeah, so, yeah, there you go. Nonetheless, enjoyed the film, pure honey, and then showed the first 10 seconds at the end of the film. Oh, yeah, yeah, fair enough. So there you go. Um, I like Predator very much. I maintain there are certain Arnie films that are pure Arnie, but I kind of like they exist beyond being Arnie as well. Like they could exist with someone else. And it obviously would be a totally different experience, but the film would still work. Uh, with Commando, it's like, who gives a fuck? But, but you know, something like Terminator, obviously, and Predator, it, it's a certain calibre. I hear you. I, I know what you mean about calibre of movie, but maybe with Sigourney kind of kept Alien going for four movies and had Arnie stayed with Predator, yes. could it have gone for, for longer, you know, or, or at least had more wind in the sails, maybe as a franchise? Yes. I will say yes. And I'm going to say for a future podcast, we're absolutely going to have a sequel to this podcast and we're going to have to do a sequel to Predator, a proper one where we both go away and think about it. And it's like, but it's with Arnie. Um, yeah. And that's that. So, yeah, that will be in the future. This, for the moment, very, very tasty. I'm enjoying all of this very much. John McTiernan, 1987, Pure Arnie, Shane Black, Bill Duke, Jesse Ventura, Carl fucking Weathers, that other guy, and what's her face? <laughs> uh, everyone's having a great old time. Good old Predator. Uh, and it is a really good film. I think. I think that's safe to I say. I love the structure of it, Sheppy, is the only thing I'll add. I just, I, I love that first mission. I love the horror bit. And then I love the third act, which is sort of man against monster. I think it's just really well done. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, nice. And which one's the man and which one's the monster? Do it, come on. Um, wonderful. So now, so Predator 2, which we have in this universe, was directed by Stephen Hopkins, who I've always really liked. He always goes for it. He always does inventive things. He did Blown Away, and he did uh, Justice Night, just another victim. He, he cut his teeth on, he was second unit or something on Highlander, and he did this, oh, he did Nightmare on Elm Street 5, which might have been his first film. Um, and, and he went on to do, like, he was the main director. He did, like, the pilot of 24, shit like that. Um, and he did Lost in Space, like it or not. But he, you know, and he did, I mentioned Blown Away, the one with Tommy yeah. Lee Jones and Jeff Bridges. And it was during Speed era, so lots of explosions and baddies. But that has those of cool, like Sam Raimi esque diluting pupils as an explosion happens in slow motion. So I like that film for that reason. <laughs> so Stephen Hopkins, oh, and also Ghost in the Darkness, was that nice? Music oh, I like that Jimmy one. I mean, I like yes. a lot of those other ones, but yeah, yes. I, I've only just recently seen that. I like that. Good old Val. Oh, and you know what else Stephen Hopkins also did um, this century? He did the Life and Death of Peter Sellers, the Jeffrey Rush oh, Peter I Sellers. I have seen that. Is it good? It's 
Yeah, it is. It's really, really good. Um, and it's and Jeffrey Rush is amazing. And yeah, um, so yeah, it is good. And it's well directed. And he and Stephen Hawkins also did this film with Gene Hackman and Morgan Freeman. That was like a remake of a French film. And Tom Jane is in it. And it's set in New Orleans. And it's like one of those ones where it's like you see different versions of the same event. And they would come, you know, say, this is what happened. No, it happened this way. So it's one of those. It's good. And that was like, you know, like early 2000s, late 90s. Yeah. So good old Stephen Hawkins. Um, Joel Silver's back making. Predator 2, you know, producing. Um, so yeah, Stephen Hopkins is there, but he's, he's up for it. They can't get Arnie. Presumably they went to Arnie. He was like, no fucking way. I'm doing Kid Cat and Cup. Which he did. So good for him. Um, I'm doing Total Recall, which, you know, again, yes, I'll, I'll take that. So they went to the next obvious choice. Arnie says, no, like, get me Danny Glover. That that's okay. He had established himself with Lethal Weapon as that sort of action hero. The, you know, he's not actually that old, so we can just have him play like, like an action hero doing a Danny Glover thing, which is a choice. It's interesting that they didn't go for another. I mean, it is a it is a bargain bin. Cut the corners, seat. You know, so it does have a low, a fairly low low budget. I assume looks pretty cheap. And again, it's Danny. Oh, God bless Danny Glover, but it's Danny Glover. He's not an opener. He's not a box office drawer, is he, on his own? I don't no. think. Brilliant in in pretty much everything I've ever seen him in. Always brilliant, but like just not not the name above the title necessarily. He always gets angry in the same way in every film, though. That's in every film where he gets angry, he's like, get over here! He's, yeah, well, that sounded like <laughs> Scorpion. I seem to remember him being very sinister in Witness, though, Sheppy. Yes. Would that be yes. a fair no, a good counter actor. to your own? He, just, yeah. he, he doesn't shout in Witness, so he gets away with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, he's very good. Um, so yes, good old Danny Glover, but yeah, it's, it, you know, and it, it could work, but I think the choice is probably a financial one. If Arnie wasn't coming back, then I, I guess they were like, well, fuck it, we'll get like a real, some, you know, a director we can push around a bit, and we'll we'll get someone else who we've worked with. So I'm Joel Silver. So you know, Lethal Weapon is huge. We've just done Lethal Weapon Two, which was massive. So okay, let's 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 go with Glover. Um, let's see what happens. But it does seem to have a, a less. Now, well, how much do you remember about Predator 2? Nothing. I, well, I remember a moment on a subway train, which was, yes. from memory, a decent moment enough for me to think when I rewatch it and they're on a train, I'd be like, oh, I think something's coming here, <laughs> but I don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that you're watching Predator 2 and there's a scene where people, commuters, just sitting looking bored on a train and you're not thinking, <laughs> oh, well, you know, I can't wait for all these people to get slaughtered any second. You're actually thinking, quite an interesting train. You know, I like the rivets. I'm wondering, you know, just, you're just fully expecting a Tarkovsky shot where they're just like, it doesn't cut for, for six minutes. It's just a static shot. The commuter's Absolutely. riding a train. I'm completing Bored. the crossword on the paper. Yeah, <laughs> the I'm loving the it. You're right about the subway scene. It is good. Uh, I think this is the same year, 1990, as Highlander 2, which also had a subway massacre with strobe lights and blood on the windows. So 1990 was the, it's like Dante's Peak and Volcano with subway murder scene. <laughs> yeah, so, so there you go. Um, I'm gonna tell you something. Well, 
do you remember it being in any way good? No. Does it have like a Close Encounters-esque ending as well, Sheppy? Does it have like a kind he, of a... Well, he goes inside the ship. So yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. But he anyway. doesn't go off to join the Predator people and give up and leave his wife and children behind to just eat the, his mashed potatoes. They need me. Yeah, exactly. Mashed potatoes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was thinking predators. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I was I was thinking predators don't eat mashed potatoes. It's not Bodger and Badger. But I yeah, yeah. But then again, I don't think Richard Dreyfus, when he went off up there, was only eating mashed potatoes. We saw you eating these a lot. So this is all you eat now. And he's like, oh no. Hoisted by my own potato. Just as the door closes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm exactly. taking it back. Truffaut, you lie to me. Um, the, the, yeah, the end of Predator 2 is on the ship, but then he then he leaves the ship and he goes home. And on the ship, you see other uh, like trophies of animals that the Predators killed. And famously, at the time, there's a xenomorph, like maybe even a queen head uh, mounted. And at the time, when crossovers in big films weren't as common as they are today, and even today, it's still a bit of a thrill when there's a crossover. But at the time, everyone was like, minds exploded. Fucking hell, predator shit. There's a fucking xenomorph. That's a fucking nuts. And then there were the, what we mentioned, the computer games and comic books. There might even be a, like a cartoon film, you know, like an 80-minute job, even a 70-minute maybe. Um, so yeah, Alien Predators because it was fun. Yeah, there were there was a lot. Did you ever play the game or see you know no, were you aware be. of it? Do you remember? No, I didn't play it either. I don't think. Maybe I saw it in the arcade, but I, I don't think. But I, <laughs> I was hanging out in the arcade in my youth, as I did often as a boy. <laughs> the arcade in Cranway. Yeah, it was like a tree that I pretended was out outrunner. So. <laughs> That's the saddest story I've ever heard. <laughs> I, I know. The amount of money that I lost, over 10 Ps, I just pushed in. Some squirrel had away with it. I was livid. <laughs> tragic, <laughs> tragic stuff. Um, Predator 2, Jimmy. <laughs> Predator 2. Um, it's not very good. Now, spoilers. As far as I'm concerned, and it's just my opinion, out of all of the films... Predator 2 is by far the worst. Oh, wow. Uh, it's, it's not good. It's not good. I remembered it not being good. I saw it with, I think, my brother. In fact, I'm positive it was my brother and a friend of his. And we saw it, um, and I remember at the time, it was like 10 or something, being like, oh, dear. I wasn't 10. I must have been about 13. I was like, oh, dear. Something stinks a bit in here. And then it was, and I'm not just talking about Poli. Big cat, big. I'm doing a Benny Hill. I'm doing a peach. Uh, is the cat big? I like him big. Big. So nonetheless, in terms of Predator 2, I saw it again. I had a friend in Guildford who had a huge VHS, like a B-movies, really bad films, a huge selection. And most of them had Gary Boosie in them. So it was called the Gary Boosie Collection. And oft I would go over to his house and him and his friends and we'd all watch one of these films, usually with Gary Boosie in it, and one of them was Predator 2. So I saw it again then with Gary Boosie, and it was like, P.E.U., something stinks in here, and it wasn't Poli. So, so I knew it was bad, and, I think, and then this time I saw it last, I was like, okay, it's not great. 
it, 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 it wasn't a surprise. It's not a good film. Uh, I love that you're uh, you're really taking the listeners behind the scenes as to how dark you really are in all the Sheppy experiments <laughs> here, you know, like with or without Poli to see how much of the film stinks. Yeah. And like, you know, fast forwarding like 10 seconds to not have the alien land. And then like, you know, <laughs> God, let's not, I'm, I'm going to touch on something that will be a future tangent, Sheppy, but just the, uh, I remember one relationship where you made somebody watch the Star Wars films, one, two, three, then four, five, six. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. It was dark science, dark science. I I knew at the time it was reprehensible. I'm like, yeah, she'd never seen any Star Wars films. So I said, as an experiment, so I could vicariously watch it through her eyes and possibly ruin Star Wars for her. It was like, yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six. And we did it, one, two, and then like a week later, three, four. So that was, you know, and then you really see it doesn't match up. And then five, six. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Gutted. Yeah, so there you go. So you're right. That that was a, a a dark science, and I and yeah, that and Predator. I have been known to play God and a proper malice Alec Baldwin one of So I do apologise. At the end but of I this know, episode, I can see someone like just kind of taking the file from this podcast and like the end of Raiders into the vault with all the Sheppy files of research projects, yeah. like you know, and it gets filed yeah. away in the packs on there. <laughs> it's like there's a lot that could put me away for a long time so so that's a laugh um now yeah so there you go so that's really everything to be said i guess about Predator 2 it has weird it, again it's a real marked for death wannabe early 90s maybe even 1990 there's like a kind of like this sort of reggae rasta type villains in these films and so Predator 2 could have been a proper cop you know danny glover versus these these gangster crime lords but then a predator comes in and ruins it for everyone so in the way that the first one could have been an army that's not how they do it though because they know that everyone knows it's a predator film so they're just like well, no, let's do it. um one thing i will say about predator 2 is the first 10 seconds is really good because you it goes over the you know like lots of treetops and you're like oh back in the jungle and then it, the camera keeps going and it pans up and you come up to the vista of Los Angeles. And so it's like, oh, that's nice. It's in the city and I like that angle. And it's the future, it's 1997. So they do that just because it's like a bit of a demilitarized war zone. So instead of just a pinch in the future, then it moves ahead. Um, Danny Glover turns up for the opening action scene and it doesn't make sense because he kicks his door, he, he knocks his door off and he's driving towards all these baddies who are shooting, and then he leans out of the car, so he doesn't have a car door anymore, so he can lean out whilst driving, so the bullets going into the windscreen won't kill him. So in theory, you're like, okay, I see what you're doing. And he's driving his car right at them, but he's, he's leaning out of, he's like hanging on to like the seatbelt, so his head's like above the road, and he's leaning horizontally out of the side of the car, so anyone could shoot him. You could fucking, uh, an act, someone could accidentally shoot him. He's made himself literally, I'm going to say, 55,000 times more vulnerable by leaning out of the car because he's still driving directly towards them. I don't like to be that sort of nitpicker, but that, that's glorious in its like, we're doing an action scene. That would be cool if he did it. And then maybe on the day, logistically, maybe Stephen Hopkins said, wait a minute. None of this makes sense. He's, he's leaning, he's literally poking his head out, saying, here you are, 
now it's a nice clean shot and like 20 people are shooting at this car but they're going to be shooting at the wind machine so so there you go at least it's violent but um it's not very good um if you'll permit me i did a bit of research maybe now is a good moment just to sort of get into that um now so all of these films we won't get into too much because you know if you haven't seen them it's just going to be boring I'll say this, I did research on Rotten Tomatoes and so forth. I don't really hold much stock in general reviews by and large. And, you know, it's all subjective, um, sort of. But it's like, okay, but just out of an, an experiment, uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, the original Predator is 80%. I think it deserves more than 80, but 80 is, of course, the highest. Uh, I was very surprised that Predator 2 wasn't, but I guess because it's about reviews and some of those reviews will be out at the time, I reckon people were just writing like, ah, oh, it's good fun, who gives a shit? Um, so it's 30%. Uh, so 80 to 30 is obviously very low, but it's still much higher than I was expecting since I think it's the worst by a bit of a country mile. So that's, so it's 1987 or 1990. Then there's a bit of a jump. And then the next Predator film is Alien versus Predator. And it's 2004. Wow, 14 Anderson. years it took him. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, right, crazy. Um, there were comic books. There was like um, Superman meets Aliens. There was Predator meets Ash. There was Ash meets Aliens. There was a lot of stuff going on. Um, Freddy meeting Jason and Ash. Amazing. Um, Alien vs. Predator, Paul Anderson. Now, he's fairly notorious, of course, because... He makes generally low regard films, well, you know, but successful, so he keeps making them, and good for him. You know, he made Shopping, I believe, was his first film with a very young Jude Law, and then he made Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat, which was shit, but I have a real special place in my heart for it. And he did Event Horizon, which is stylish, and that was scary at the cinema. A lot of people really like Event Horizon, so that's nice. Um, and but you know, have you seen many Paul W. S. Anderson films? Maybe? Not many, Sheppy. No, to be fair, I haven't even you... seen Event Horizon yet. How about that? Right. Well, that's fair. It has a really nice pullback shot. But generally speaking, you know, he made the Resident Evil films that aren't really very really good, and he made the Three Musketeers film that is, you know, crazy with flying ships, and it's very entertaining. Good sword fights. Good choreography well-shot sword fights, which makes a nice change. So, but yeah, it's a little bit shit. Um, James Corden gets shot on by a pigeon. So, you know, so but, yeah. <laughs> Might now, Alien that one out. <laughs> <laughs> I know, they should have put that on the poster. It would be a much you know, more successful film. So, Paul W.S. Anderson in 2004 made Alien vs. Predator, and it doesn't have a high uh, mark. It's lower than the 30% for the Predator 2. It's 21%. Um, critics never like his stuff, and that's because he's shit. He also did that Death Race film with uh, Jason Statham. Um, so, so, you know, that's nice. So 21%, Alien vs. Predator. So I saw this for the first time. Unless I saw it once and just totally forgot, but I don't think so. So I think I saw it for the first time, but, you know, this is like a couple of weeks ago. Um, it was much better than I thought it would be, uh, maybe because I just watched Predator 2, but it was much better. It was more nasty. It, I guess it's like it doesn't really show that much, but 
but it does have the horror element. A lot of people get face hugged in really, really horrible ways. So they don't tone down that side of it. You just perhaps don't see the guts as much and people exploding and you know skulls being cracked open. But it's all insinuated and you've got the classic blood spray on snow as someone does They're like, ah, and then you just cut to the um, yeah. So it's like, okay, but it's as atmospheric enough. And also it was very reverential to aliens, you know, meaning the actual xenomorphs. It liked them and it paid them a lot of respect. The general conceit was actually really strong about why they were all there. It was very similar in lots of ways to Resident um, Evil, the first one specifically with the underground thing. And they deploy the same technique of showing where you are ge geographically, so you, the audience, know. I've obviously seen all the cool Anderson films, so you know I can't hate on him because you know they're 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 entertaining. They're not great, but they're entertaining and they're not badly made, sort of. In any case, this was better than I expected. And I liked The Predator. I think Paul Anderson likes to, uh, the aliens more. But uh, again, the, the concept was good, the idea behind it. And spoiler, the very final scene is a predator and an alien bursts out. He's on the spaceship leaving Earth after his wacky adventure. And then the um, and then like an alien burst out of his chest, but it's like a because you know like an alien when it comes out, it's sort of a little bit mixed with its host, the yeah. dog, or and so it's like a little predator chest buster comes out. It's like Bleh! and it's like ah, oh, and it's like directed by him. It's like oh, it's a good solid ending. Um, <laughs> what I was surprised with, just a little bit of spoiler, the next film it started with that exact scene. So it went straight into it from that cliffhanger, which I thought it was going to be totally, totally separate. But it was like, there's, there's your cliffhanger ending. And then it just did a shoulders of giants because it's different people making it. Um, so you could do a dark science Sheppy. You could edit both films seamlessly together. So the last scene is the first scene and it's just flawless. Show that to someone saying, I've got a four hour film here. Uh, see, see what happens then, because uh, that could work. Um, so, so final thoughts about Alien versus Predator quickly. Uh, it was better than I thought. Twenty one seems a little harsh, but you know it was still a bit shit. But I, you know, the, the setup was okay. The characters who were disposable, including you and Bremer, was um, were good ish. You know, they they did their job. The dialogue was better than a Roland Emmerich film. So there's that. Um, and so twenty one percent. Then next, so that was 2004, 2007 is Alien versus Predator colon Requiem, which does continue, completely continue, but it changes it. Alien versus Predator is set in this underground predator pyramid in the snow in Alaska. So it's got a bit of a thing thing going on. Um, and it's ancient and, uh, you know, like hundreds of years old and shit. So that's exciting. And it, there's a queen who's frozen and it's woken up and all this stuff. Um, but it's all kind of like men with guns underground being hunted by everything being in the way of a fight. Requiem does a good thing is this alien chest burster predator thing pops out, kills a couple of predators on the ship. The ship then, the predator ship crashes on Earth, like in, you know, in like America, somewhere in North America in the woods. Virginia or something um, and then the all the little and also because the predator ship 
had loads of face huggers in like, you know, funny liquids suspended because they were like studying them and shit. So they escape in the crash and scurry off into the woods. And then there was a really, and so then it's that type. It's like gremlins, if you like. It's real town, USA, small town, and then these fuck, fuckers come. So it was, it was a difference of a template and it was really hardcore and really nasty. And I, I really liked that. Um, so it's got this really good scene with these two hunters. Uh, well, actually it's a hunter and his son, his 10 year old son, and they're hunting. And it's a really good Velociraptor, Lost World sort of thing where you, you know the fact there are like two or three face huggers in the tall grass and in this forest, in this big you know, forest with bracken and shit. And so it was very well done. And then you're like, oh shit. And then the dad, of course, gets it in the face if it's a face hugger. And you're like, that's hardcore. But then the fucking 10 year old gets a face hugger. And you're like, oh shit, that's, that's hardcore, just showing that. And then you see them wake up and they've got the dead face huggers next to them. You're, like, you're not going to see the fucking thing burst out of the kid. Maybe someone's going to come and freeze the kid and save him. Then the chest buster busts out of the dad and the kid's like, oh my God. And then the chest buster busts out of the kid and you see it and you're like, that's really hardcore. So I kind of respected that. Um, and again, I kind of cared about the characters. I mean, I care about the characters, but they, I wasn't bored by the characters. They weren't just like in, for example, the Friday the 13th films where everyone who was introduced, I was just counting the seconds before they got killed. In this, I did get invested in the film in terms of he was out of prison and they used to go out and da da da. It's like, okay. And then when people die, you have been on a bit of a journey with them. And it is like, oh no. And it, like I said, it's so hardcore. So people's face gets melted off by acid and all sorts of things. That's um, awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it was, it was a nice surprise. 2007. Uh, it's directed by the brothers Strauss, uh, that's Greg and Colin Strauss, who directed Skyline in 2010, which I haven't seen, and also lots of uh, music videos, uh, including uh, ones by 50 Cent and Nickelback and Linkin Park. And I think one of them, if not both of them, was an art director, if not the art director, for that cool Californication Chili Peppers song with the sort of the nice oh. graphics that I think were quite ahead of the time at the time. So, so good for them. Um, huge problem. I liked the whole thing. Oh, I've got to say, it was absolutely horrendous scene. Oh, no, I'm not even, so good. But if I say it so good, then I'll say what it is. It's the nastiest scene in the universe. Uh, amazing. Um, but yeah, pregnant woman. You'll watch this movie uh, tonight. Uh, <laughs> her, her pregnant belly bursts open and there's a nest Ooh. of like face bursts, um, chest busters in there just sliding around it's so hardcore absolutely horrendous amazing and they've eaten the baby is that what's happened well you don't see it eat the baby but only because it, the film needed to move along but obviously yeah they the, the baby isn't there and there oh, are three man. of them in this womb so it's like oh my god and the mum is alive long enough to be like screaming at her burst belly as these little things like it's so dark it's oh so hardcore. Oh god! You see, and you see, Boys an have got a lot go, to answer for. You see an alien go into the maternity ward, and all the oh, where all the babies at the crèche, where all the babies are kept. You know, I mean, the little incubators, and you see the alien go in, and you you never cuts back. 
but the alien isn't stopped. So you know, eats all the babies. Oh I'm just going to grab some water. Hang on. Crumb Sheppy. <laughs> that is some bloody dark shit right there. So come on then, what's the Rotten Tomatoes on this little puppy? Does it beat the last well, one? I don't know why I'm so invested in the Rotten Tomatoes. But I no, I know, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. I will say this. Big, big problem. The first half of the film is in daylight, um, but then it's nighttime for the second half of the film. And it's very, very underlit. And I think a lot of people, you can't, you know, there's like a good, something good is happening. You can't see it. It's a real Winterfell wannabe. So I think that turned a lot of people off because it's a real shame. But yeah, the set, they just went too dark. Um, and maybe they did shaky cam born action stuff. And so it, it really, it's a real shame because you, you can see the script, you know, and it's good. Um, so it's a shame. But I think that was part of it. And people, generally did have a huge problem with this film. They did not like it. Um, and I think a bit unfairly because it, it is really good. It's just a shame about the, the bad lighting at the end, um, the second 50%. Um, but it does have a, it has the lowest Rotten Tomato score. Just a brief Ooh. recap, Predator, 80%. Predator 2, 30%. Alien versus Predator, 21%. Requiem, 12%. Holy moly. Very, very low. The fact that Predator 2 is 30 and this is 12, that is ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, so the poor old alien Requiem, but there you go. Now, now, next we have Predators. It's 2010. It's co-written by Robert Rodriguez and it was very much a love letter to Predator. And as it was the closest it ever came to the pure Terminator. This is the one, the other one sucked. Predators came out and everyone was kind of like, you know, no one apparently liked Requiem. And so what Rodriguez was like, this is a true sequel to the original film and it's fucking, it's a love letter to it. And it's hardcore and it's great. And it's called Predators, which is great. So it's 2010. And I don't think it did that well. Um, and so they, that, that was it really, but it's very interesting. And it's Adrian Brody, so, you know, they made a very, very oh, yeah. interesting choice, but he got into action man shape. And it was very interesting uh, because obviously he'd done The Pianist and he'd done a lot of, you know, Wes Anderson and so on. And it, it was like 2010 Adrian Brody, but he got into shape and everyone was kind of like, okay. And he, he's a massive fan of the original and 80s action film. So he's like, yeah. No one ever offers me stuff like this, but I, yeah, I'd love to do it. So he did it. Um, have you seen Predators? No, I haven't, man. I haven't seen that or the next one. Yeah. So I, I, is it so, worth it? What's the, yeah. Now, okay, this hurts me because I went to the cinema in 2010 to see it with a couple of people, maybe three people, but definitely two people. And we were really excited and we, um, in preparation, me and one of them, these people, I'm not naming them because um, it goes badly. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I don't, but um, one of the people I even watched Predator with in prep, the like in the week building up, maybe even the day before. So, we went to go and see Predators, and I was enjoying it fine. Um, and it was about 25 minutes, maybe 30 minutes into the film. My friend turns, you know, leans over to me in the cinema and says, Is it just me? Or is this film fucking shit? 
And I said, it's just you. And he kind of looked at me like, oh, really? Oh. And then he said, but then my friend on the other side of me started making like, you know, noises about the film. And then oh, both these friends. I know it's 2010 and they were my age. So, but they were like, they were making derogatory noises and little, you know, that's gonna hurt. And oh yeah, nice one. And then we they left. Now there was a very unexpected bit in Predators, which I did think, oh, that's that's interesting. And it was it so hoodwinked me. So maybe it was partly due to that as well. I don't know, there's no excuse. When I left the cinema, I was like, yeah, boo, sucks to Predators too, if you know what I mean. And I was like, boo. Um, and I, it did, never occurred to me to go and re-watch it. In my mind, it wasn't very good. Um, and so we watched it, and it's, it's good, man. It's good. And I'm angry with myself for wasting the last 12 years of my life not watching Predators more often. Um, no. It's... It's not great, but I'm gonna say it's a really solid three star. So I know that's not the best, best, best. If it's not a four, but it's fucking close, honestly. It's it is a love letter to the first predator, and it's a, an interesting idea, and it's got loads of nice little sort of what is called these days Easter eggs, little references to the first film. There's a mini gun. Adrian Brody literally says, I'm here, what are you waiting for? Do it, kill me now. Like, word perfect, um, and so on. Right. It's good. It's three star solid good. If I gave halves, I'd say three and a half star. Um, it's, it's worth checking out Predators. I, I liked it. You know who it's directed by? Boy, it's directed by Nimrod Antal. Maybe Atal? Nimrod. Good old Nimrod, he's Hungarian. He's directed two episodes of Stranger Things. He directed one episode of Wayward Pines. Directed Vacancy. There's that Luke Wilson, I think Kate Beckinsale film from like 2004 or something. He's been around, so good old Nimrod. He's all right. And um, you lost two so friends over at Sheppy, did you? <laughs> yeah, well, no, I should have done. But I, I was weak, and I was like, yeah, yeah. So it saved the friendship, killed my soul, apparently. <laughs> but I only found out, repressed. Yeah, what a shame. Because, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really good idea. It's, it's fine. It's good. It's good. Uh, so it's easily the best um, out of all of these sequels. It's the best um, by quite a way, I should say. Um, and what's and the tomatometer on that one? It's what? not... It's not great, but it's it's not bad. It's not it's better than all the it's the second best out of all of them. It's uh sixty-five. Okay. Yeah. So better There's than two 12. at least here I've got a, a possible might watch. Right. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. Good stuff. Um and then so that was 2010. And you know what? It was a pure terminator because eight years later. 2018, the predator, which of course is the thing to do these days, but the at the beginning. Shane Black, writing, directing. This film was absolutely in exactly the same way Predators did eight years previously. You asked for it, you got it. We're coming at you. Full steam ahead, motherfuckers. Burp, burp. So um, now, and again, I was like, yay, because Predators sucked because I'm weak-minded and was hypnotized and just like broken. So yay, Shane Black, who didn't have any 
thing other than coming up with the pussy jokes from the first film. He didn't have any other, you know, just a, just he was just an actor in it. He was just having a good time. Good for Shane Black. So the fact that he came and did this was just like, and he wrote it and directed it, it's like, oh, good for Shane Black. That's wonderful. And, you know, very, very good uh, chain, you know, um, track record to Shane Black as a director. Not, not, you know, not least, there's, I mean, there's your Danny Glover connection. Yeah. So you got your lethal weapon as a writer and Last Boy Scout. I fucking love Last Boy Scout. But of course, Iron Man 3 and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and the other guys. Um, and I'm sure I'm missing something really obvious. But so good for Shane yeah. Black. Yeah. Totally. The nice guys, not the other guys. Nice but yes. Guys, yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the other guys are the other guys. But um, the predator, Shane Black, and he said at the time, I want this film to be marketed as like not just, oh, here's another predator film, but like 80s blockbusters were like, this is an event, this is an event movie. The predator, Shane Black, let's do this fucking thing. And it's and it had like a nice cast of people. Um one of the key and peel key um, is in it. Of that kind, um, yeah. The, yes, me too. Um, the guy from Narcos, uh, the American, who's also in Logan, uh, so there's a China connection. He's in it. Other people are in it. Lots of people, hooray, are in it. Um, everyone was like, yeah, the Predator, rock and roll. And then it was like, oh, no, this film sucks. And it really does. Um, I saw it for the first time a couple of years ago, and I didn't rewatch it just because it was it was too recent to justify i'm up for it it was violent it had a good idea it just goes off the rails so drastically in maybe the last half hour but probably the second half just really but it starts strong i remember and it does lots of nice things like the predator uses his funny sort of mandible thing to actually kill someone he never does usually um and and little things like that like, cool was violent and it had Shane Black, you know, dialogue. But yeah, yeah, what a shame. What a, what a strange thing. Yeah. Um, but there you go, 33%. Uh, what a shame. Ah, but it's not even over because coming this year is oh another my God. one. Have you? I didn't Did you know not this. know about this? No, no. This is good. There you are, you see. This was another thing. It was like, if we do like a proper Predator thing, then we would have to wait until this film has come out. And I, I just wanted to have this conversation, basically. But coming this year, and it is a real Shoulders of Giants one, because it is like, what could we do where theoretically we, we have the Predator, we have Earth, what could we do? Um, so it's the film very ingeniously, is called Prey. Uh, and it's directed by Dan Trachenberg, who did 10 Cloverfield Lane. Okay, example. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also he did an episode of Black Mirror. Um, he did um, the one with uh, the, you know, the sort of the horror computer game, virtual reality thing. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, we do that. I'm so very excited. And the, the plot, it's like Predator meets Apocalypto, from what I gather. It's set like, I don't know, hundreds and hundreds, maybe a thousand years ago. Maybe it's something crazy like 5 AD. Probably not. But I think it's like a, certainly at least a couple of hundred years ago. And it's some indigenous tribe in like North America. And then they're hunted. It's Apocalypto. 
meets predator. Um, wow. I'm well up for it. I'm well up for it. So there you go. Uh, fasten <laughs> your seatbelts. This is the one. But actually, they're not doing like fasten your seatbelts. They're saying take off your seatbelts, get out of the car, stretch your legs, walk around a while. Because this film, they made it and they didn't tell anyone. And then they were like, by the way, there's this film called Prey. And I was like, oh, right, fair enough. And they were like, by the way, it's a Predator film. And everyone was like, what? Uh, and so, and it's made and it's coming. Everyone's been nicely surprised. So they found a way to do it, you know, defying expectation. Well, Sheppy, I, there's something I'm very, very happy about here, which is one of the reasons I love you. And that is your your boundless optimism and enthusiasm. Because <laughs> I, uh, I I learned a very valuable lesson this year when it got to Die Hard Five or a Good Day to Die Hard, which I had basically decided to avoid because I had Die Hard fatigue. It came out of the cinema and I was like, no, no, no. And and you know, if old Jimmy was to go back to young Jimmy and say, "There's a new Die Hard." You know, he'd punch him in the face, young Jimmy, and he'd yeah. say, what are you talking about? It's a new bloody diehard, you idiot. And so, you know, and when I came to watch A Good Day to Die Hard, it wasn't good, but it wasn't as bad as I feared. And there were little nice McLean touches and I was all happy. So that oh, was lovely. Nice. So, you know, <laughs> to keep coming back for more as you do with these franchises, I doff my cap, sir, because, you know, <laughs> I, I left at Predator 2 and I watched that when I was a kid. <laughs> well, fair enough. Fair enough. You know, uh, I think you can absolutely be excused for that one. It's the opposite of Death Becomes. It's um, fine because, yeah, why would you? Predator 2, you're like, okay, I guess that the dream is dead. Uh, they killed the golden goose. And then, you know, 13 years later, 14 years later, it's like, oh, it's W, it's W.S. Anderson, he's back, and it's going to be a 12. It's like, no. Um, so, no, I don't blame <laughs> you at all. Uh, very exciting, though. Very exciting. Yeah, uh, Prey sounds good. Look, Shebby, I reckon the one, oh, blimey, so now I'm going to, but Requiem sounds intriguing. Yes. And then Predators, I'm down for, man. So I feel like, yeah. I feel like I Rodriguez think you should do. A good, a good Predator movie. Y- yes, like yes. Yeah. What you should do, Jimmy, is rewatch Predator and then watch Predator. Yeah, good shout. Good shout, Shippy. Yeah. yeah. Nice. And then watch Prey and do it as an interesting trilogy. Yeah, nice, man. And report back. We'll, we'll have a double <laughs> double. <laughs> yeah, I will. I, I tell you, um, well, like, this, but yes, yes, I'm in, Shippy. I'm in, I'm in. That sounds wonderful and happy. And there, uh, listen, man, that was really. I loved, I love all your well, stuff. Well, fasten your seatbelts. One more thing I want to ask you then on the fly, off the top of your head, sky's the limit. If you could do a predator film, what what would you do? Just as an idea, maybe at some point we'll do this properly I, yeah. in terms of an army, but in terms of going off on one, in terms of setting, well, no, I, I would like, um, I would love to see a Logan style. Uh, Predator movie where it's it's a direct sequel in some ways to Pre- Predator and you've got well, Don't Arnie give away Old. too much because yeah. this deserves its own yeah I'll just its say own thing. Arnie I know Old I'm sorry I, I didn't touched. want you to go I, I want Arnie Old 
proper Arnie or retired vet. It could be drum matrix as well, sort of thing, you know, Re- retired uh, vet, you know, and but he, you know, the predator comes to Earth to specifically go for him, you know, and then it, he has to dust down his old skills again and get some vintage Arnie. That will make me this very This time happy. is personal. Um, yeah. <laughs> With yeah, lots of it was like his booby brother. traps and like you know, <laughs> yeah. No, that's great. Uh, no, I would like to. Do see you have a little sprinkling of where you would go? Or... Well, I so well, so that's great. But I was gonna say, it you know, not doing an Arnie sequel. So that's wonderful. What else? Oh, if if the sky was the limit, because that's the real pitch. That's what I'm interested yeah. in. Um, I could tell you off the top of my head because I try not to think about this. Because you know, so I would have, you know have something, but I will say cowboys and and aliens. Basically, I have a western <laughs> with a predator hunting, and you've got and like you've got that. some like Comanche tribe having to team up with like the wagon train, and they're being picked off, and there's the predator out in the prairie, wilderness, Monument Valley. You know, get some vistas uh, blending in with the rocks and all that shit. Um, I like so that. that's that's yeah. That's Cowboys. really cool. I like the rock blending as well. I, I've got to say, like the the time travel back works for me aesthetically for the Predator, like to really show the advancement of their tech. And then you know, so it would be sometime in the past, Shepi. I don't know, but if you want to set that as a future song, I'll, I'll daydream on it a wee bit more. But I definitely you can like go to nuts. Yeah. You can do nineteen twenties gangster. Yeah, uh, like in totally. Chicago, it'd be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, Tommy guns and shit. You could do. Um, you could really go for quite. I would like to see a Predator film, just like set, you know, Star Trek time, like twenty fourth, twenty fifth century, and have like Predators versus, you know, a version of Starfleet. But you know, people in space, not Event Horizon, but you know, even so, it's it's an alternative future to Wayland Utari, but it's actually like let's even say the fucking year, the thirtieth century. And it's like way off and it's deep space and it's remnants of like deep space explorers and great, great, great grandchildren. It's colonies out deep in space with spaceships and so on. And then I, I like to see that. That would be well. a great trilogy capper. You go back in time for the, the uh, a prequel and then you cap yes. it with like the finally Earthlings get their revenge yeah. a bit more out in space nice. centuries later. I like, that. I like to see a civil war, a civil war predator film would be nice. Mm. You know, he turns up there, goes south yeah. and north, yeah, <laughs> makes no prisoners. That could work. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you could do a lot. So that's good stuff. Lovely, Jimmy. Lovely. Sheppy, a lovely little chat there, my friend. A lovely little chat. I don't know how we bloody would close this one off, but. I don't. I can't even remember the last. What's the last line of Predator? Probably happens twenty minutes before the end, right? Well, I don't get to the chopper. Well, no, do it, do it now. Kill me. I mean, oh, what the fuck are you? Uh, you're one ugly motherfucker. <laughs> so there you go. Um, laughing maniacally, Predator. Um, but yeah, um, you're one ugly motherfucker. Or what the fuck are you? What the fuck are you? One of those. Would be the last one. What the fuck are you, Jimmy? What the fuck are you?